Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out. Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. My name is Ruby and I'm joined with my co-host Maddie. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Now, today's episode is kind of a follow-on from last week's episode in the sense of networks. But today we're going to be talking about leveraging your network and in particular your virtual network to grow your business and get clients a lot faster, clients or customers. Yeah. So to begin with, we thought we might just give you a bit of an overview of what both of I, both Maddie and I consider leveraging. So leveraging basically is getting faster results without as much time or as much effort to actually get those results. So how can we leverage our networks? How can we leverage other people to be able to get our first client, get our next client, and ultimately grow our business and our following as fast as we can? It's almost like those quick wins. How can you grab Mm -hmm. them and take them and work towards your Northern Star, but really tick those easy grabs and wins off along the way? Mm, Absolutely. I love that. So I suppose Maddie and I really wanted to bring attention to this topic because I feel like when you're starting off in business, whether it's product, whether it's serviced, it's almost like shameful to talk about where you get your first client from. And we just wanted to bring attention to this because ultimately your first client is going to be probably someone you know or a friend or family member. And that is totally okay. Yeah, I think my first, we were just saying this before we started recording, Mm. my first few um, customers that I was doing social media for were my gym, who were my friends, Mm -hmm. or my friends who had small businesses, or my aunt who had an accounting business. Mm -hmm. I was just running their social media accounts. And this is kind of exactly how I started my business, really. Mm. And I was the same. My first client was my old work who I went and consulted back to. And my second client was an ex-client of theirs. So if you think about that, and if you ask any small business owner or any entrepreneur or any coach or consultant, ask them who their first client was. And I would be surprised if it was someone they didn't know. And I would just love to normalize the fact that it is probably going to be someone that you know. So why not actually leverage your networks and almost use this as a strategy to not only get your first client, but to get your first 10, to get your first lot of clients so that you can really fast track those consistent revenue months. Yeah, I love that. And like Ruby saying, there's no shame in this whatsoever. Mm. And even when we start our Instagram accounts, some people get really embarrassed by the fact that it's only their dad liking it or they're only their family liking it and commenting. But use your family and friends to boost that engagement to get your posts out. That's actually a smart thing to do. You know, even when you start in a workplace and a big business, the businesses will post and they'll get all the staff to like it. And that's to boost the engagement. So Stop thinking that's a weird or wrong thing to do. It's common and it's kind of a smart tactic. 
Yeah. I, and what we're just saying is like leverage it, like use that to your advantage. You're starting out, leverage who you know, leverage your friends and family, leverage your old workplaces and actually use those contacts to grow your business. So I suppose what we want to talk about are some strategies because, I mean, we can say leverage your networks, but what does that actually mean? How can you actually implement a strategy to make sure that you're using your networks correctly? Yeah. So what are you going to jump into first, Ruby? So the first, <laughs> the first one that I would really think about is thinking about your contacts. And mm-hmm. I would do a big brainstorm list about who in my contact list or even go out to everyone and actually write a message, personalize a message that says, Hey, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm starting a business in X, Y, and Z. I'm just reaching out to my networks to see if you or anyone you know are experiencing this problem. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, let me know and we can chat. So that's more so if you're in the service-based business, you're actually reaching out to people that you know and even posting on your personal social media platforms, letting people know that you're starting this business. Because even if you feel like it's just people from high school or just people from your old workplaces, you never know who might need your product or service. Mm, I love that. And with e-com, we've kind of spoken a little bit about this before we started recording. But when we have a product, for example, sometimes we're not even sure whether the product is good. Mm. Sometimes you will, but you might not have validated your actual product offering or seen how the process of the product actually works. Like, for example, if you had something that helps grow your eyelashes, you obviously need someone to trial that Mm. experience um, of your product throughout the three months to gauge customer feedback. So why not give it to your family and friends? Maybe you could give them a discount code or maybe you're happy to even give some for free Mm. so you can actually get that customer feedback from trusted sources. And if it's good feedback, you might even be able to document it through some testimonials, some written reviews, or they might let you document the entire process. So with e-commerce, I almost tell you to go out there and get your family and friends and your network already that you have these relationships with to trial your product and actually be some of the first people to buy it. Absolutely. And you can even do that in service-based. I've seen people go out to their personal networks on Facebook or Instagram and let people know that they're starting a business in X, Y, and Z where they're helping, for example, social media management. That's probably a really good example. Hey, I'm starting a social media management business. I'm looking for five businesses who I'm offering 50% off their first three months in exchange for some feedback that I can use as a testimonial if you love the service. Send me a message if, if you're interested. And just getting those first five clients, what that's going to do is it's going to A, get your confidence up, B, streamline your processes so that when you do go out to a colder market, everything is set and you you almost have more, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, but if you're trialing your services on friends and family members, if something goes wrong, it's a lot better to yeah. deal with that. What's what I'm looking for? I can't even think. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying about the e-com. Like mm-hmm. your product has a moment of being shit. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's okay because you know them and you can actually tweak and, and they're more understanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Around it as well. So Get that social proof, actually streamline your systems or streamline your product so that it's perfect before you go out to a cold market. Once you have the social proof, that's what's going to sell. We all know that you need social proof. You need 
basically validation that your product and service works. And that's when you can really launch into a colder market. Yeah, I love that. So how can we Ruby leverage our networks, I guess, from a digital perspective? Mm, I love that one as well, because I think even if you have had your business for some time, you might be launching onto a new platform, or perhaps if you have been in the service-based industry and have relied on um, referrals for a really long time, and now you're wanting to build your social uh, social platform or social status, um, collaborations is what I would really suggest you, you look into. So yeah. that could be collaborations through doing a joint live, Instagram live, Facebook live, TikTok, you need to answer me on that one. If there's any collaboration you can do, um, collaborative, collaborative posts. I've actually had a client of mine start, start to do collaborative posts where they'll both put their input in, give some tips, and then going out to both of their networks is obviously going to tap into both of their networks and share their followers as well. Um, and as an extension of that, you can even look into doing this works really well for like fitness coaches, um, a collaborative challenge. So it could be a five-day fitness challenge, a five-day nutrition challenge. Any industry can really do this, but having two coaches run it, again, you cross networks and you can share your audience with each other. Yeah, with e-com right now, we're doing a competition with another brand and I guess that's how you would leverage mm. audiences um, from that perspective. And they were already two people who were friends and they knew each other. I'm like, well, you need to collaborate mm -hmm. on something right here. You know each other. You both have different audiences but similar niches this mm -hmm. is definitely a way to leverage your network and use it to your advantage absolutely yes giveaways is one that we have obviously spoken about in other podcast episodes um, but doing a joint giveaway I actually think that if you are wanting to grow your account and you don't have high expectations around conversions that giveaways can be a good opportunity. Mm. If you listen to our previous episodes yeah. you'll know that we have mixed opinions and also not super strong opinions on giveaways like they can play a role if they're done correctly but they need to be done correctly so if you want to listen to that episode just go back it's about six months ago I think um, yeah. but we do give some really good advice on on setting up a successful giveaway um, yes to to tap into reach and to tap into uh, collaborations that can also be another idea another one which I really love which I think not many people do is an email list swap Mm. So I really like this strategy. It can work for both service or product-based businesses. And basically what you do is you think about other business owners that would share a similar audience to you. And then think about a resource that you can provide to each other's audience that is very similar and get swap that resource with one another. So let's say Maddie and I are going to be doing an email swap. I might provide Maddie's audience with a masterclass that I've created and Maddie might provide my audience with an ebook that she created. Mm. And then I would send a link to her opt-in page so that she then gathers my email list and vice versa. For e-com, it could be a discount code. Mm. Um, other options I've seen coaches swap their live masterclasses. So they will really promote and talk up, hey, my um, friend Maddie, who talks around TikTok strategies, she's running a live masterclass next week um, as an audience or like as a loyal customer of mine or a loyal follower of mine. I think you'd really benefit from it for X, Y, and Z. So really talking each other's audience up, it works well if you do have a relationship with the person so that it 
does sound um, more trustworthy, I suppose, coming from that person. But an email list swap can be really, really beneficial, especially if you know someone that has a similar sized audience to yours. We should do that. We keep saying we should, like you and I yeah. should. I know we do so much together. I mean, I mean, another one. This is a great example, a podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, and even with a podcast, Maddie and I obviously, I mean, I don't want to say obviously, but we do generate leads from this podcast and we are both so honest with our followers if we do feel like somebody else is going to be a better fit. So yes. as kind of a flow-on effect from these collaborations, you get – to build relationships with people in your industry. So if you, you know, someone f- feels like somebody else is going to be a better fit for the client, you've also got that relationship that's building. Mm, I love that. I love that. Mm. Were there any other strategies that you would suggest in terms of leveraging networks that you can think of? I always say, and I know we spoke about going to physical networking events, but mm. I want you to leverage, I guess, opportunities with friends and family when they have events on and how you can leverage their networks when you are in a professional field. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen this work a little bit when I was starting out and I used to go to events like with my parents. And I know this sounds really lame, but like my dad's in like a kind of corporate role. You'd go there and you'd have your business cards and he'd introduce you to people. Mm -hmm. So is there any one like, you know, a family member, for example, who is an accountant or a bookkeeper where you could maybe give them some business cards or go to one of their events that they go to where the people that are maybe their customers or the people that they know could potentially then become your customers? So mm-hmm. I think this is definitely just for people who have a service-based business. But I guarantee you a family member is probably going to be your biggest raving fan. So if you can go to an event of theirs or give your business cards to them, they will definitely help you out. And it's a really easy way to close clients because you've got someone else speaking on behalf of you. I was going to say like the amount of leads, <laughs> this is, I'm just going to laugh at this, but the amount of leads or clients that I've got from both my partner who works in financial services or my dad <laughs> who's a consultant. Um, and it's even just like, because they are your biggest advocate, of course, they're going to be speaking highly of you. I think a big thing in that is to actually follow up with that person and send yeah. a personal um uh like welcome or hello or introduction oh. so if they've spoken highly of you actually follow up with that hey blah 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 um my partner said that he met you at a, at a networking event and mentioned that you spoke around you perhaps needing some support in x y and z i just wanted to introduce myself and see if we would be a right fit so actually take it that next level and follow up, organize a coffee catch up if it is more of a relationship building activity mm-hmm. um, and continue to build that relationship because, yeah, you you never know where your next client is going to come from. I even got a client at the dog park Random. <laughs> just randomly and it's it's about just knowing and being confident around your services so that when you do meet people and they ask what you do, like, be proud of it and use it anything as an opportunity. Um, one thing that I would say in that is actually, and we spoke about this last week, but know your pitch. Like, um, yeah, know your elevator pitch so that it sounds confident. You know what what it is that you're wanting to actually come across as um, so that you can build that relationship because first impressions mean everything. And if you 
stumble if you screw that up you're not going to sound confident or sure in yourself and it's just not going to really be a great first impression and feel free to fake it till you make it I'm not sure if this is great advice or not but (laughs) no about like how when I was first starting out I made my agency probably look bigger than it was now now it actually is but everyone does this but you know elevator pitch yeah I've got a marketing agency got lots of clients (laughs) do you know what I what I love the we not the I like we do this we we have a marketing agency as if there's a team even though you've just got a VA or you've got a copywriter working for you But yes, exactly. Use those terminology, fake it till you make it and just be confident and be proud of the business. Marketing podcast. And fake it till you make it. No, I, um, that could be another topic. I think you still need to be really congruent in everything that you're about. But in the early days, it's more about not necessarily faking it, but just being confident that your product or service is the bee's knees and is going to help someone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really think e-commerce brands where they get embarrassed by is not leveraging family and friends in order to keep up with the demands of digital, like mm-hmm. keep up with all the posting that you need to do. Get your family and friends to do it. Go to their houses, style your products in there. Get them to, you know, get your friends to use it and do content for you. Like mm-hmm. leverage it to help you with digital. Don't go pay content creators. I'm sure, I mean, do as well. But if you can't afford it in the beginning, use your family and friends. They're right there. Definitely. And I think in the early stages when you are looking at budget and you you do have a budget and you need to choose what to spend it on, use your family friends as your UGC content creators to actually get real people using the product and spend the money on things that, you know, you you can't do yourself. So I I think because they're your family and friends, they'll probably be more energetic and enthused and passionate when they're actually speaking about your product than if you did pay someone to be honest. Absolutely. And no one's going to know. I know that you think that they will, but no one is going to know that they're your friends and family. And also you are getting real feedback, especially with um, in the e-com uh, industry. Think about if you've got a skincare product or you've got even an activewear product, like you want real people trying them. You don't just want you or models using it. You want real life people. And I know that you've done this with a lot of brands, Maddie, like you've actually gone out and not just chosen UGC creators or just models like you're choosing real people that you feel will fit the brief yeah most of the time they're like not UGC creators because you want that more raw authentic Mm. um person so Mm. yeah I definitely would say you're stupid if you're not using your family and friends a hundred percent so I think Maddie and I just to summarize is we just want to normalize leveraging your networks leveraging your friends and family especially in the early days but you know what even two three years in like Use your networks, leverage them because they are going to really fast track your results. They're going to skyrocket your growth, whether that's your growth as in a following or your growth as in your financial growth as well. Yeah. And I'll tell you a recent one. I still leverage my friends to be some of my UGC creators and I'm a business now. And I would actually rather use my friends because it's a more trusting factor. So even now I'm leveraging my network of using my friends for UGC creators and we're a big business that has 30, 50 UGC creators working for us. 100%. And it's no shame. Like, no. it's actually smart business. Um, making them all famous. That's what I keep saying. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do business your way and, yeah, work smarter, not harder. Well, that's all we've got time for today. We want to keep it short. But we will be jumping back into your ears next week to talk about social media, we've decided. <laughs> yeah, back on the social game. We've really... <laughs> We've given you two episodes around networking because I think 
well, I mean, both our businesses have really grown and that's what the whole podcast is about is actually giving you real feedback and real life experiences Um, and networking and leveraging your networks and networking events have been two topics or two areas that have both helped both of our businesses but back on socials next week you guys love the socials we can see the stats and you you want us to talk about it so So back on insta back on tiktok from next week (laughs) talk to you then